incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some... Welcome, everybody. It's Friday night at 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here at MutinyRadio.fm, the happiest of happy hours. Because all the comedians are here, and they want to all do their jokes for you. And they're all going to get four minutes. So if you don't like one comedian, just hang on through. Because in four minutes, another one will tell you different dick jokes because they're all shaped differently. And they all have different veins running through them. Even some of the ladies of tonight, their clits are so huge. Uh, you can't even believe how veiny they are. I'm very excited for our comedians tonight here on the Happy Hour. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to get started right here with one of the biggest comedians. I mean, he is Godzilla, right? He's like tall and lovely and young and uh, not green or scaly in any way. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Cole Chapman! Trump right now. I could just keep this shit going. I don't have to say anything. This applause break is just going, and it's all because I'm just sitting up here clapping. This is great. I can just narrate the clapping. We're done. Great. Okay, that was fun. That was a cool time. Get the energy up for these five people in here. Good times, Ed Ann. Always a pleasure to see you, Tim Pizza. Pleasure. All y'all as well. New humans. Haven't seen you before. Please take a seat. Or don't. That's fine. Whatever. Uh... Guys, what's up? Uh, is Godzilla young? Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's just like a big shrug from the, front, from the office there. I don't know. Um, uh, I am not Godzilla. I'm a human man. Uh, I was on BART uh, the other day. I saw a weird ad. Uh, it said, uh, dazzle your date. Order Grubhub. This strikes no one else as ridiculous. Thank you, Aldo. Aldo's like, what the fuck? Dazzle your date, order Grubhub. Who are you dazzling with Grubhub? Dude, you just ordered pizza off your phone. I'm not gonna get dazzled for that. I'm not gonna get dazzled when you bring in the mail too. Like, this is the worst. Like, I could try to dazzle my girlfriend by ordering Grubhub, uh, but I feel like she would dazzle me by breaking up with me on the spot, you know what I mean? Like, that's not a cool, like, that's not an amazing thing. Unless you're married to like a child or like an 1850s midwife. Like, there's no, there's no reason they should be like, whoa, where'd this Chinese food come from? You're like, I don't know, baby. I just touched my phone and it showed up. It's like, what the fuck? The future's here, man. That's crazy. Uh, anybody go to Outside Lands here? You did. Yeah, it took you five minutes to answer, but that's cool. Good, good for joining in on the fun. Um, you enjoy yourself at Outside Lands? You had a good time? Yeah, it was, uh, it was all right. I am like, I try to stay positive sometimes. But I feel like I'm a cynic at heart. Uh, and so going to outside lands is always a problem for me because everyone's so like, ah, you know? So like, I'm almost tripping on this mic stand. Uh, and I went this year expecting to hate it. 
I went in like a normal dude and I came out a complete fuckboy. Do you know what I mean? Is this, <laughs> does this make any sense? Like I walked in like having some appreciation for like, you know, Baroque art and like, you know, other things in culture. And by the end of it, I was like, you know, Dave Matthews, not that bad. <laughs> this guy, has got some good points. I haven't even listened to a song by him. I just know I think I like his vibe. Suddenly like moccasins are super cool. It was just like a terrible situation. I came out feeling awful and can't even look myself in the mirror without fist pounding it. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Uh, so another ad on my way here. Here's a new one. Uh, it was like Lenovo reinvent obsession. Thank you. <laughs> it's like no one should reinvent obsession. Like, like if, you're a, if you're a tech company, maybe you can get away with it. But when I do it, suddenly it's a complaint from HR. Like, what is this? You know what I mean? Fuck you, Sheila. I can not, <laughs> I'll post pictures of you all over the place, all right? This is, my, this is how I'm going to reinvent my obsession, okay? In the workplace, not okay, it seems. That joke, not so okay either. Um, oh, hello, friend. Well, I'm about over here, but uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I did a... Uh, an improv stand-up show last night. I'm finally getting booked to shows, uh, but I'm only getting booked to improv stand-up shows, which is a huge insult to a stand-up comedian. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we like all, you know, the, your face and, you know, just none of the words that come out of it. You know what I mean? Like, none of the stuff that you've, like, sat down and written. I'm like, I get it. It's like, kind of like hiring a clown to come do your kid's birthday party, uh, but you're like, okay, but no juggling, no face paint, no balloon animals. <laughs> He's like, what, you just want me to like, show up and scare kids? He's like, yeah, kind of. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, no problem. All right, guys, you've been great. I got to get out of here. Thanks. Nicole Chapman. Trying to scare small children. You can't scare small children with that face. Any child would walk into a van with you, whether or not you had candy. Uh, it's, he's, he's too, he looks like a manny. He looks like somebody's dad. I'm serious. He looks like a, a male nanny. I would trust you. Uh, I would ask directions from you on any corner, any street corner. Uh, your next comedian, no way. I would never ask her for, I'd be like, wow, I'm, I'm scared of you. Uh, uh, because she has, uh, she's comfortable enough to change her hair color to suit her own whims. And uh, I was raised... Uh, really Christian, and you're not allowed to fuck with your body that way because it's temple of God. Am I right? No? Anybody else? I don't know where I'm going with this, but she's a really funny comedian. She has a show here every Thursday from 8 to 10 called Ask a Divorcee. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Annette Mullaney! Hey, guys. Oh, is this? Okay, yeah, it is on. Um, my body is indeed a temple, and there are hella money changers. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I had a great week. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm happy I'm still alive. Uh, it's important to uh, set achievable goals. Small victories, didn't get murdered. Um, I like this goal because also if I actually failed it, the conditions under which I would have to fail means that I wouldn't care. So it's really a win-win, right? Either I'm alive or I don't care. Um, I, this goal is a, is a goal I should have though, cause I kind of am, like I'm pretty murderable. I mean, not to get, not to get too narcissistic, but I have like an amazing skull shape. And I just, I don't know, there's something about when I meet men, I just, like sure they might wanna hang out with me, sure they might wanna sleep with me, but I'm pretty sure all they really wanna do is put my skull up on their mantle. Um, I also don't have the best common sense. Uh, so as Pam said, I do have uh, lovely blue hair. 
And a couple weeks ago, I was chilling in a coffee shop working, and some dude came up to me, interrupted me, very rude. I was on my headphones. Uh, and he said, uh, I really like your hair. I'm a photographer. Can I take photos of you sometime? I'm a very professional photographer. Um, and of course I said yes, because I am 30 years old and it's time to catch the beauty of this fading flower. I've just been waiting for my big break all these years. Uh, it's finally happening, you guys. Like next it's Milan, I'm sure. Uh, so anyways, I Googled him and, or Facebooked him or whatever, and his pictures, like, they looked cool. They had kind of an old-timey sepia tone thing, like he was using the best filters. Um, a real professional. Uh, so I met him a week later. Uh, we did arrange to meet at a cemetery, which, you know, I was hoping wasn't for convenience of body disposal. Uh, um, and unfortunately, the cemetery was closed when we got there, so we ended up just taking, going around the mission and taking photos in alleys. Um, his photography equipment left a little bit to be desired. It was, uh, he took photos of me on a cracked iPhone. Um, there were, I have to say, there were a couple moments where I had to reevaluate my life choices that led to me posing in the mission with a man, an older man with a cracked iPhone, telling me to stop being so stiff with my hands. Um, but the good thing is I didn't get murdered and now I have a new Facebook profile photo, so I'd call that a win. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so apparently, uh, if a strange man tells me I'm pretty, I'll fucking do anything dumb. Um, I murdered a rabbit. I ate it. Uh, it's weird how animals, like, you can't use that for people. It doesn't make it better if you eat them after you murder them. Right? Like, I mean, if you're going to murder people, you might as well use the whole buffalo, but, um, yeah, my mom found out uh, because I talked about murdering this rabbit on my podcast, um, and she got really mad at me, uh, which led to a fight in which, I don't know, I just never thought I would be saying the phrase to my mother, I'm an adult and I can eat all the rabbits I want. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. Um... So uh, I'll just leave you with this. So I met a dude who's super dope. Uh, I am a little worried about getting involved with him, though, because I've been single for a while. Uh, I kind of feel like it's my natural state. I was, in fact, born single. Um, and even back when I was married, uh, people just thought, people always thought I was single. And I don't think it was just because I cheated constantly. Um, I think it just, you know, there's something about me that seems uh, too cool to be coupled. All right, thank you guys very much. <laughs> Annette Mulaney! If you guys aren't listening to Ask a Divorcee every Thursday from 8 to 10, what are you doing with your lives? I mean, come on, mutinyradio.fm. Great, hilarious people. Uh, also, her uh, co-host, Paola, will be up later tonight on this happy hour show. But right now, we are joined by a hilarious comedian, comedian with a tiny dog who is also funny. Uh, he's not only on this show right now, but you guys can see him at 8 o'clock during the hell hat because he's slipping in under the radar for someone who had to drop out last minute because he's that kind of guy. He's a helpful, wonderful kind of dude. You should also listen to his podcast on trunkpizza.com called Radiation Island. Put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza! Hi. Uh, talking to myself less. I think it's good kind of lonely though miss myself 
Try to be more approachable. These glasses aren't even real. They just make you want to talk to me. Do what you guys want to talk about? So, uh, trying to do the whole dating thing. It's going all right. I uh, got invited for bottomless mimosas. Didn't realize it wasn't cool to not wear pants. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got to gotta make an app where you can plug in your STDs. Uh, I mean, like, how would that opening chat go? Hey, baby. Syphil us, not syphil you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just got an idea. It's like, you could bang hot people with STDs that were like way out of your pay grade. Because your self-esteem has got to be way lower. Um, right. Uh, yeah, you got to like, uh, you know, like you find somebody with crabs and you get your phone. And you're like, beep, bop, boop, crabs. And you're like, oh, this person's hot. And then you're like, hey, baby, let's do this. Don't be shellfish. So dumb. Oh, that shit's lies. Everything's fucking lies. We're all liars. We're all lies. Everything about us is a lie. Your taco's a lie. <laughs> it's lying to you somehow. It's lying to you about something. Her hair's a lie. I don't know what this guy's got. I don't want to know. It's like, I remember the first time I lied. Sitting in school at a round table. We had this fuckbag, dickbag asshole, Mr. Jarrison, something. That might be the guy from South Park, I don't know. I blend TV into my memories a lot. But anyways, big, fat, fucking hot pocket of a man being mean to all us little kids. Well, he had to get up and go do something in the middle of the quiz, and I stole the workbook, his workbook, with the answers to the fucking quiz. So he's going around asking us questions about the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And he's like asking, you know, and he gets to me, and he's like, hey, Timothy, you know, what's your opinion on blah, blah, blah? And I go, results may vary. Yeah, that's good stuff. I uh, I type numbers into a computer, and I see them on a screen, and they all go into little boxes. And there's a girl that does the same thing in the room next to me. We do this for money. Um, and she watches sports with the sound off. And sometimes... Well, if you listen to a woman watch sports with the sound off, that sounds like bad sex. And I know what bad sex sounds like, because I was raised by a single woman. 
So anyways, I'm typing numbers into boxes, and I hear, yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, that's good, yeah, shoot it, yeah, come on, shoot it, yeah, come on. My dick perks up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on out there? Yeah, shoot it. Yeah, come on. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. No, 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 you idiot. <laughs> Feel the shame wash over me. Have post-traumatic stress from every sexual experience I've ever had. And I'm looking at a pivot table with a really awkward boner. comedian we're new friends on facebook i don't think this is a real name but it's a name he put down nonetheless put your hands together everybody it's fair child thank you sali bonan ngalibonga lonku kuthi libuyile izongo ibona ngalibonga 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 my name is Fairchild Tasara. And I can tell a lot of you have caught on and realized that I have an accent. <laughs> yep, you guessed it, I'm from Michigan. Uh, I am from Michigan, but originally I am from Africa. I am African, and no, I'm not that kid you've been sponsoring for 18 years. That <laughs> they told me to say that joke. Uh, I've been in America for nine years now. Uh, thank you for having me here today. Uh, a lot of changes in my life this week. Uh, I officially became a US citizen. I, I, uh, thank you. I uh, found it on eBay. <laughs> so it's official, y'all. I'm African-American now. A lot of people always ask me what brought me to America, and uh, the answer to that is hip-hop. Uh, I was always fascinated about hip-hop growing up in Africa. I got here and I found out a lot of your rappers have names like uh, Dark Man X. Ah, that's hard. C Murder. It's hard. Killer Mike. And Not Fairchild. So I became a nurse, and, uh, and I know a lot of you may be thinking, a lot of you may not know this, but uh, nurses and rappers actually have a lot in common. Uh, they do. Uh, rappers write, they do a lot of writing, so do nurses. Nurses like rappers also stop, collaborate, and listen. Yeah, we do that. And like rappers, folks, nurses on a day-to-day -day basis stick it to the man. Uh, I remember my first week here in the US, I was watching my favorite American sitcom, Fox News, and uh, on this episode, they had a reporter in my home country in Africa, and he was like, yeah, we're here deep in the heart of Africa, lost. We have no food, no water. We don't know where we are. We don't even know if we're going to make it. And, uh, and I'm laying in bed watching this, and I know exactly where they are. There's a bus that goes right past there every 10 minutes. I'm thinking, why don't they catch the bus, you know? Buddy, you're not lost, you're right behind the mall. <laughs> and I see this all the time in the media, right? If a guy like Anderson Cooper goes back home to Africa, they say Anderson Cooper on safari, right? Anderson Cooper 360, living in a tent on safari. If I pitch and live in a tent in my home country, I'll have everybody I know call calling me up. 
I know my friends would be like, hey, Fairchild, is everything okay? Was that you we saw in a tent along the freeway? <laughs> Dude, you know, if you needed help, you could have asked me, right? Yeah. And that's, that's the way the media portrays Africa. Ever since I've been here, all I've learned is that they're killing lions back home, and this is the worst thing that has happened to the continent of Africa ever since Madonna stole that baby, right? <laughs> that's my time. My name's Fairchild. Thanks, guys. We hope he comes back again and again to Mutiny Radio. Yay! Yay, and then yay, clap more. Yay, Fairchild, yay! It's first time here and fucking rocking it with actual jokes. Fuck yeah. Uh, your next comedian, he also has actual jokes. We love to see him every time he's around. I've met him at the Brainwash, and I love his material. You guys are going to love him too. Clap wildly for Cedric Drake! <laughs> Man, I can't help but wave at your dog, man. He's so cute. He's adorable. He knows it, too. Look at him. He's a cutie pie. Um, (laughs) Just like me. Um, Yeah, you know, I want to start off on a somber note, actually. Start off on a somber note. My uh, my grandmother has dementia, and uh, she's 80 years old. And um, she's a sweet old lady um, until she pisses me the fuck off. I know that sounds really fucked up, but I mean, when you're in the, when you have when you're dealing with a person with dementia, it's it's hard because you don't want to you don't want to slap them, but then you really want to slap them so you can shut them the fuck up. Like seriously, like the shit, like like seriously, like I mean, it's like one of those things where it's kind of like, damn, can you stop repeating that you want ice cream? I know you want fucking ice cream. Just be quiet. But there's some days where you can't get frustrated. You gotta just go through it. You gotta just deal with the shit that you're that you're dealing with, and you gotta just move on and press on, and just deal with your deal with the person that you're, you're that you're dealing with. So, one day, I was sitting down. I was uh, I was in the uh, I was in the living room. I was watching my favorite show, Say Yes to the Dress. <laughs> and um, <laughs> hey hey don't hey don't laugh too hard. There's some gangsters on that show, man. Them don't you don't fuck with brides on their wedding day. They will shank the shit out of you. They are they're not playing around. Um, so uh, so basically, I'm like, I'm I'm sitting there watching my show. She comes in. She's like, baby, I got something to ask you. I was like, what is it, Granny? You okay? Is everything fine? She's like, baby, how did you escape the plantation? <laughs> And um, when you're uh, dealing with someone with dementia, you just have to go along with shit. You just can't, you, can't, you have to participate. So I participated. And I was like, Granny, I got out of the slave quarters. I snuck out the slave quarters, Granny. I ran through the cotton fields, Granny. And I ran and I got to that fence master told us not to go over. And I climbed it, Granny, and I climbed it, and I climbed it, and I climbed it, and I got over it, and I, I knew I was free, Granny, and I kept running, I kept running, Granny, and I was free. And then all of a sudden, this white man stopped me and asked me for my freedom papers. You know what I did, Granny? I kicked him in the balls, Granny, and I just kept running, I kept running, Granny, I just kept running. Now I was a free, Granny, I was a free. She looked at me with a blank stare, and she said, that's good, baby. <laughs> now, can you please give me a sandwich? <laughs> um, 
So, <laughs> so I was I was watching TV one day, and um, they uh, you know it was, it was during the it was during the midday, so it's like fucking Jerry Springer and fucking Steve Wilkos is on, and they always had these shitty like commercials about like walks and runs and shit, and one came on that was about uh, a 5K for suicide. And um, yeah, it was fucked up. And then I start thinking, I was like, why don't they have, why don't they have base jumping events for suicide, <laughs> for suicide prevention? <laughs> You'd call it a leap for faith. And that's my time. I'm Cedric Drake. Cedric Drake, a leap for faith. Yeah. Right, moving right along here on the happy hour, having a good time, being happy. Your next comedian, uh, he's going to make you happy. One of my favorite people in the scene. Put your hands together right now. It's Stefan Massey. Thanks, Pam. You make me blush. Um, so you guys might have noticed I came in with two small coffees. That's because um, I accidentally took a sip from someone else's coffee when I went to Phil's and uh, they were just like, all right, you can have it now. Because uh, despite what your parents may have taught you, you can be an asshole and get rewarded for it. Uh, I I guess Trump is living proof of that too, uh, to keep it topical. Um, I've been having an interesting day. Um, I've just been running around. I took the day off work. I needed to take care of some grown-up stuff. I uh, had to deal with health insurance and... um, uh, some other crap that I can't remember right now because I got like five hours of sleep. Um, but uh, I I did a wasted talks last night at a piano fight. Uh, that's oh yeah, it was it was a fantastic show. Uh, it's on it's on YouTube actually. If uh, uh, Colin Holtz videotaped it, so it's on his channel. I don't know. But uh, before I even had a drop of alcohol in my system, I did something monumentally stupid. Uh, I went to my favorite Chinese place. That wasn't the stupid thing. Um, and I uh, took my leftovers, my greasy leftovers with orange sauce in them, and I put them in my backpack, and the fucking sauce seeped into my laptop. Yeah, so this morning I took it to uh, Chris Berelick, uh the comedy scene's uh, Mac guru, uh, and he was telling me, like, you're going to need this replaced, and, you know, your data is going to be salvaged, uh, but, yeah, you've, you're, you're, it's, it's going to be a pretty much an overhaul of your computer. And he's looking at me as he's telling me all this, and he's like, you're taking this remarkably well. And I was, I started thinking about that, which uh, very quickly led to one of my favorite pastimes, and I started overthinking that. Um, and I was just like, I do tend to take things better than most people. Why am I so chipper? Like, I live with my parents in their basement. Uh, I never go on dates or get laid. And for those of you that don't know me, that's not hyperbole. I've never had sex. Um, yeah, I. so why? I don't know. I, I guess it's just like... I'm not I'm not unhappy at all. Like I'm generally pretty content, but there's like a happiness-shaped absence in my life. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so... Taking a hard left, uh, we have any hip-hop fans in the room? Yeah, um, I've been really into the new uh, Schoolboy Q. Oh. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fantastic. One of my favorite tracks on the album is this song, uh, Dope Dealer, featuring uh, Bay Area Phenom E-40. Um, and his, his verse is, is 
it has some of it has to be heard to be believed. I, I can't really do an impression of him, um, but but here's here's a, a sampling. Me personally, I'm a rapper and I'm spectacular, remarkable. Got away with my words, my lingo, and vernacular, marketable. I'll beat a bitch down. I promise you, I ain't playing. Beat his ass, stomp his ass out, throw him up in the garbage can, the trash. Now. In this current climate, anytime any music comes out, especially if it's hip hop, you can go online in minutes and find it annotated and every reference broken down for you. And as ridiculous as this verse is, it has also subverted that. And um, I think it's, uh, well, it's genius. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Uh, all right, I'll leave you guys with this. So coming up here, doing comedy, it's, it's you know, it's, I like making people laugh, but it's also a rush. And I want to give some of that back. I want to share with you one of my happiest memories from the 2002, possibly 2003 Video Music Awards. They were presenting the award for uh, video mu uh, music video of the year, and it was Snoop Dogg and someone else. I don't know who the other person was because they were standing next to Snoop Dogg. And, and, uh, Snoop Dogg's opening the envelope, and he says, Man, I hope Johnny Cash wins. That's my nephew. <laughs> and it brings me up every time I think about it, and I hope I've imparted a little bit of that onto you. I'm Stefan Massey. Yay, Stefan Massey! When he started talking about getting a rush and then talking about like the music awards, I was thinking, like, yeah, like Rush, like Tom Sawyer forever, you know what I mean? It's like, let's all go to Getty Lee Land right now. We're going to walk around the forest and skip around and be like, I sing so high. And the drums are so good. Da -da 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 -da. Drums are all around you. Your next comedian, uh, he's too pretty to be single. And uh, we need to all find him. I'm thinking about having this show coming up with Susan Maletta, who's, uh, I don't know, she's probably between 47 and 50 something. And uh, she wants to have sex with 30 year old guys that are single. And I was like, oh my God, you should come to Joke Workshop on Monday because all of these guys have no idea what they're doing. There's like Stephen Massey and there's Jeff Dean. He's just so lost. You can help him like a little puppy to the fold of pussy. Your next comedian, he's too cute to be single. Everybody, Jeff. Thank you, Pam. Same introduction every week. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I thought I was after Cedric, and I heard her doing my intro, and she's like, this is one of my favorite guys in the scene. I was like, yes! <laughs> Stephen Massey. Yeah, that's all right. Cedric, you said you had a grandma? Me too? Yeah. Anybody have grandmas out there? Yeah. Um, I'm very close with my grandma. She loves me. Um, she doesn't know how to use Google, so she always asks me. And it's great, because she thinks I'm the smartest person in the world. Because she's also very forgetful. One day she was like, Jeff, who's that, that funny black guy on the internet? He always talks about politics. And I was like, is it Trevor Noah from The Daily Show? She said, no, he's not a comedian. And I was like, okay, is it um, Al Sharpton? She said, no, he's not like a news anchor or anything. And I, so I'm puzzled. All we know is that it's a, a black guy that's on the internet. And fun fact, Google only finds things that are on the internet. Um, 
So I mean, we well, can't figure it out. I say, is it an actor? Because that would actually narrow things down. Most actors look like me. Um, they're white. And um, anyway, he came on TV, and we, you know, question answered. It was Mr. Uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, he's got that dementia. Um, anybody go to Outside Lands? Yeah. Yeah. Cole loved Outside Lands. <laughs> um, I, uh, I went to Outside Lands, and one of the days I decided I'm going to switch things up. I'm not going to do drugs, because I only do drugs at music festivals. And that was an interesting experiment. You know, I thought, I don't need to do drugs to have fun. I don't need to do drugs to dance like Julia Stiles in 10 Things I Hate About You on a table, you know, to Biggie Smalls. Um, and what I found is that I don't like music festivals, you know? I love drugs, though. Um, yeah, uh, I wonder if the artists ever get really nervous before a music festival, like, oh my god, there's 80,000 people in the audience, and then the organizers are like, don't worry, everyone's completely fucked up, and they're 13 years old, <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, I was on my way home from, uh, the music festival, and this girl on a scooter got hit by a car, she slid like 20 feet, and it, uh, I was the first person to her rescue, you know, I was running over there, and I was like, this is my chance, Jeff, you're going to be a hero. Uh, I got there, and I was like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you need me to call 911? And she's like, I think I'm okay. Let me just wait here for a second and think about this. And I'm panicking more than she is, and I'm like, are you, so you're fine then? And she's like, well, I just got hit by a car. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm like, Okay, like, where are the parents, you know? Is anybody's mom here? I didn't know what to do. Um, yeah, so I've been daydreaming a lot lately. Uh, <laughs> segues. Uh, and I don't daydream like I used to. Uh, they're much more realistic now. Like, I used to daydream that I'm throwing a game-winning touchdown, like Tom Brady, you know? Or I used to daydream that I'd have, like, a successful career. <laughs> now it's different. I'll let you in on one of them. I'm, I'm on... I'm in the. Uh, I'm on stage. My parents are in the crowd. Um, I'm just killing it, just destroying. And I'm giving the best eulogy at my brother's funeral. Like, <laughs> you have no idea. Anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean feels differently about his brother than he maybe should. Yay! My brother's an asshole. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be at his funeral. Fuck that guy. Your next comedian is hilarious and uh, usually he's clean. He's so pretty. Uh, he's actually the stunt double for uh, Hillary Swank. Put your hands together. It's Ashton Tate! <laughs> I really can't wait till she dies. Um, no, nah, it's cool. I don't even uh, know her movies, so. Um, Steph and I like how you uh, mentioned you had uh, you had to take a break off work to do adult stuff. It's, I thought like work was adult stuff, but um, that's cool. What'd you do? You fix your computer that you spilled sauce on like a kid, like a kid does. <laughs> that's yeah. Um, no, nah, it's cool. It's real world problems it's it's tough um some people have desktops those are the uh i i i've been learning that um you have to make sure that your car's locked if you're in a really nice neighborhood because people will just get in it thinking you work for lyft um 
it's like just really nice couples too. They'll just be like, oh, that guy has a water bottle in his uh, side compartment. He must he must be a, a car slave. Let me just <laughs> let me just get in there. And um, you know you can usually tell because it's like it's like a nice couple and they have a hooded sweatshirt and it's around his shoulders. Uh, that's a good that's a good sign. But um, I did learn that. Uh, feels pretty good to have, like, I feel like if you're in the car next to someone, you're allowed to, like, look at them. It's like some unwritten law of the road. I'm not sure if it's unwritten or if I'm writing it myself, but it's like, it feels good if someone checks you out while you're next to them in the car, but um, if you're, like, standing on the sidewalk and someone waves at you, if they wave at you again while they're in a car, they just think you're a prostitute. Um, I've learned that. I'm not a prostitute. I'm, I've got a job. And it's not prostitution. It's it's fine if you do it. I'm not knocking it. Um, who, who the fuck in here is a prostitute? Nobody. Why am I? <laughs> <laughs> you you know you're not. Um, but uh, I would like. Uh, I I feel like guys could get better at uh, making food. I've never seen. Um, okay, here's the thing: is I've never seen like a uh, a, a a woman make a pizza. I've never never seen that. I haven't. I really haven't. I just, I even like when I make a pizza, it's a pizza that another guy's made at the grocery store. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we could get some, um, some more representation in that field. Pizzas, they're lacking. Um, I think uh, I've been practicing guitar. I've been practicing guitar for two weeks. Yep. So I've uh, learned how to ruin parties. It's pretty good. Any song, guys, I can do it. Any song, I can do it. Uh, I feel like um, I went to this this uh, Taco Bell slash KFC, and I felt like, man, if they could add a Panda Express, they could just cover all layers of guilt <laughs> of eating food. Like, culturally and just you feel bad. I think that's the point in, like, eating. Because, like, that, that culturally, people talk about, like, oh, we should just, like, integrate cultures here but it seems like that doesn't really happen like it just it all comes down to the food and then uh, it's all just fast food um so maybe you know maybe <laughs> maybe more less taco bells and more i'm not sure i don't even know culturally like to me that's what i don't even know what culturally like spanish culture is because anymore it's just it's all food places just food buffets. You got Chinese culture as buffets. You just feel terrible after you eat. That's all. That's all I know about Chinese food and culture. Is that I feel bad. Um, gotta try more food. <laughs> Taking pictures of food. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty. That's that's the adventurer in this day and age. Is the person who really uh, goes against. That's going to be our journalists in the future. Are just taking photos of food and then commenting about it socially. That's cool. Um, I uh, I realize that uh, if like if there's a guy changing the clothes of a mannequin in the front of the store, I don't know how to handle when I make eye contact with him. I just gave this guy. I was like, yeah, just I just gave him two thumbs up. Like I, I don't know. That's every time I've seen my friend. I walked in on my friend one time and he was hooking up with his girlfriend. And I just like gave him a thumbs up. It's just I have a I have a bad habit. Thumbs up in the bedroom. That's that's what I always say. Um, all right, that's my time. Thank you so much. Thumbs up in the bedroom, not thumbs up your butt in the bedroom. Right on. Your next comedian is a funny lady. 
She's been coming back again and again, and we're so happy every time she's here. You guys, if you don't clap wildly, you're all dickbags. It's Salma Zaki! At first, I did not know there was a dog in that chair. I was like, why does this chair have ears? (laughs) Why are there ears on this chair? That's my hot riff off the top. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to move on from that. Uh, I was talking to my friend Ryan, and I asked him, uh, I asked him what his biggest fear was, you know, just, you know, easy question. And no hesitation, he said sharks. That was the question, no hesitation, sharks. And I was like, oh my God, Ryan, wait. Your biggest fear is sharks? No way. Mine is kidnap, rape, and murder. What? (laughs) That is insane. Um, I totally get the sharks thing, though, you know, because sometimes when I'm, like, walking home alone at night, I'm like, oh my God, is that a land shark following me? (laughs) Um, With a hoodie over its fin? (laughs) Uh, What is that? I mean, look what I'm wearing, you know? Like, I don't want to get attacked. But then I remember... I'm not on my period. No blood here. I'm not getting attacked by sharks. Yeah, I said period on stage. I'm a female. (laughs) I'm a female comedian. And I only talk about periods. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I feel like I have to explain that joke, though. Like, I feel like guys are like, sharks are fucking scary, though. (laughs) Sharks... That's my impression of a guy. <laughs> sharks are scary. Like, they, I feel like they stiffen up a lot. <laughs> sharks are scary. <laughs> All right, work with me here, y'all. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Um, I saw, I, I went to a dentist, and this kid, um, he was, like, so excited to get this balloon. Um, and I was like, damn. Why are you laughing, though? (laughs) Yeah, no, thanks for laughing. It's a really good setup, I know. Um, (laughs) Oh, you do? Oh, okay, that's stupid. No, No, I was just like, this kid has low standards, you know, for happiness. You know, because, like, I mean, I have low standards, too, though, because, like, the way I base how good the year is going is, like, only based on, like, how many times I shave my armpits. You know, like... So if you ever see me, like, you know, unkept, I'm not a feminist. I'm just having a horrible year. (laughs) I feel like that joke works better in L.A. Like, people are like, body hair? (laughs) Like, even, like, homeless people are, like, (laughs) like, have, like, beautiful, I don't know. That's weird. Um, Oh, it's already, okay. Um, Yeah, I, uh... Yeah, that kid, because I want to tell that kid, like, you know, it's going to get a lot worse, you know, because my balloon right now, you know, my blue balloon, it was blue. I didn't mention, it's blue balloon. Do you like blue balloons? (laughs) All right, yeah, it's like not spending time with my family. (laughs) Oh, that's my balloon. What, you guys love your families? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. Um, I I don't know how much, how much time, like 30 sec? Okay, that's my time. (laughs) So Malzaki! Yeah! Yay! And then yay, and then yay. 
uh, your next comedian also has a period sometimes. Uh, not like a real one, just in his mind uh, when he whines to the rest. Of it. I'm, I haven't seen him in five weeks. I'm being a dick. There's no reason for me to be a dick. I love him. He's a great guy. Uh, he's back from something that starts with a C. It was either China or Chicago. We're not sure. But he's back with us, and he's going to make us laugh. Everybody put your hands together. It's Jesse Warren. <laughs> People assume I don't experience a whole lot of racism in my life, but it's not true. The other day, this guy walks up to me and he goes, "A ching chong, a ching ching," or something like that. I don't know. All Asian people sound the fucking same to me. Uh, if you thought that accent was racist, uh, you should hear my mom's. She's from China. It's way more racist. She is the most racist. I would get so embarrassed at, like in public with her growing up. She'd be like talking, and I'd be like, Mom, there are people here. Can't say that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm half Asian, but I'm willing to bet that I experience as much racism as any full Asian person. Mostly because I'm yelling out racist stuff all day. All right, cool. Racism covered. Let's move on to something else. Guys, I'm thinking about going on a cleanse. I'm not sure which race to start with, though. Just kidding. That was my last racism joke. Yeah, dude. It's like it's fucked up stuff. Uh, I, don't, I don't come in most positions. I don't come in most positions. Like, most often when I come, it's from behind a bush or a tree or something like that. I had sex with a goth girl. Wait, uh, no, I had sex with a corpse. I had sex with a corpse. And uh, it got messy because we were doing it in a pool of her blood. And uh, after I was done, I got up and I was like, fuck, man, I really shouldn't be at an aquarium right now. This is a terribly inappropriate place to be. She just wanted her picture taken. <sighs> hey, you guys, you guys are judging me, but to be fair, she told me beforehand that she liked to be choked, and she never said the safe word. It's not my fault. She's not a good guesser. <laughs> uh, I made plans to hang out with this girl on Sunday. Do girls know that when a guy makes plans with you on Sunday, he's not that into you? Do girls know that? I don't have any plans on Friday or Saturday, but uh, I'm holding out for better stuff. Sunday is like, it's, it's cool because you can get out of like them staying the night. There's work in the morning. I don't know. Uh, I'll work on that. My friends are taking up new hobbies. After college, you have this free time. Like I, I'm taking up comedy and stuff. One of my friends, he took up Christianity which is a really shitty hobby, man. Uh, it's not a good hobby. Religion's not a good hobby. It's a boring hobby. It's just a hobby. I think it's like, it's kind of like, like, like you can take up Pokemon as a hobby. It's cool as like a kid. But like if you're 24 and you're taking up Pokemon or Christianity, it's, it's weird. I think it's a strange thing to do. Uh, I, I like white women. I was having sex with this white girl. And afterwards she said, man, I can't believe I just hooked up with an Asian guy. Uh, which is kind of fucked up to say. So I said, man, I can't believe I just hooked up with a cripple. Wait, I'm not a cripple. 
Uh, yeah, man, that was all really fucked up stuff. I'm done. Thanks, guys. When did Jesse Warren become Ken Suzuki? It must have happened in China or Chicago. That was great. I love misogyny, and it's ripe and, and full state, you know, like when it's just like, I just want to pick the misogyny like a big peach, and I want to slice it up and make a delicious pie out of it. That's what he'll never eat, because you can't be mean to ladies and then eat their pussies. Your next comedian, she's on Ask a Divorcee as well. That's every Thursday from 8 to 10. You're going to love it. She left the guy in his tracks because she's a smart young lady. She's a lovely, hilarious human being. Put your hands together. It's Paula Castro! Hey, guys. Wait, is this on? Yes, it is. I uh, haven't been at an open mic in a while. It's been like a couple months. I do have a podcast, though with my co-host over here, Annette, and it's great. So I talk sometimes. I'm here to wash off all of that misogyny off of you. (laughs) So you're looking at me, I know what you're thinking. Like, you went to outside lands. (laughs) Or you're a Latina, whatever. But anyway, um, I'm wearing this outside lands shirt, so that's why I thought you might have thought that. And this morning I was at the train station and I was in line for coffee and this guy was standing behind me. And he was like, you went to Outside Lands? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, who did you like? And I was like, Radiohead. And he was like, me too. That's like one of the headliners. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's not cool to say that you like the headliner because you have to say, oh, I like the Weed Masters or (laughs) the, I don't know, what's another cool band name that could be made up? The Chair Sitters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the comedy audience members, <laughs> whatever. Um, and then I was like, "What did you like that was a that was a non-headliner?" And he was like, "I don't know." And then he like, I can't remember the name. And then he went on his phone and he looked at the um, the lineup. And then he was like, "I liked Weezer." <laughs> and I was like, "That's cool. That was like that was last year." <laughs> that wasn't this year. Um, and then uh, and then I like went to get my coffee. He was super embarrassed. He like didn't make eye contact with me the rest of the time. Um, so anyway, I hate carpets. <laughs> carpets are gross. Um, wh- whoever decides to put carpets in like households is like it's just it's like marriage. You like you're like committing to dirt for and like bad smells for the rest of your life. Um, but like regular carpets are different from like carpets and women in that carpets and women, you can actually, they can, you can actually like wash it really well. Carpets also known as bushes or pubic hair on women, like, you know, that section right above the vagina. (laughs) You guys, you guys like, there's mostly guys here. Come on. (laughs) Come on, guys. Um, so I'm gay. Um, and I'm, and I was wondering if I should have just told this guy right off the bat as soon as he told me that, um, that he liked Weezer, that I was a lesbian, and then maybe he would have felt better, because I'm pretty sure he was hitting on me. And I, and I've been wondering that, like, when people, when guys hit on me, and like, stop, I'm gay. Don't embarrass yourself any longer. (laughs) Just, just stop, like, it's not gonna do it for you. Um, all right, cool. What else? I'm gay, I'm Latina, I went to Outside Lands. 
Um, I want to talk about my grandparents for a little bit. So I'm seeing my grandparents this weekend, and I was talking to my coworker today, and he was like, are you excited to see them? And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, they're like normal, like older people. They're really sweet and stuff. I like walk into the house, and they're like, hola, como estas? Como te fue en tu trabajo? And they're like, how much do you weigh? <laughs> so I have no body image problems whatsoever. <laughs> but I've been considering just like going to, every time I go see my grandparents, just like bringing a scale with me and like putting it down and I'd be like, 110. <laughs> Nobody weighs that. <laughs> I would <wear> like, who <laughs> weighs 110? Maybe you, you're, you're really cute and small. <laughs> I, <laughs> I <laughs> And I do like balloons, <laughs> this kind, this kind of balloons. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> that was my time. Thank you, guys. Yes, Paula Castro loves balloons. Yeah. Enjoyed your set very, very much. Your next comedian, he is a lovely human being. I have been in his parents' backyard doing comedy, and you guys are going to love him right now. Put your hands together. It's John Alcabez. <laughs> Hello. What's up? This has never happened to me before, I swear. Um, how you doing? I want to tell you guys a story. Um, it's the story of the first time I got head from a dude, um, and the second time, but that's, it's all encompassing. We'll get there. Um, coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. Let's do this. Um, so basically, the first, the first night wasn't that significant. I, um, it was just late at night, and I wanted to get some head, and so I like, went on Craigslist and found some dude. Because you can do that. You can just like, make it happen for yourself. You can just go on Craigslist and type, like, blowjob, please, and then the dude's finished by the time you get the confirmation email. Um, He's just leaving. You're like, where'd you go? Goodbye. But uh, so I did that. I like, I lived in Santa Cruz at the time. I met him like halfway up to 17, um, and he blew me in the back of my car. And as soon as he started, I was like, I my first thought was like, how have I not been doing this the whole time? You know what I mean? Like it's the same. It's the same. Guys are made of flesh. They're human people. It's a person, it's fine. They have lips. Yeah, occasionally you reach down for a boob and it's not there and you like get a little sad. You're like a little nostalgic for boobies or whatever, but mostly it's totally the same. Um, and so I was hyped. I was really like excited and like, oh my God, I'm gonna do this every night from now on. Cause you can't, if you wanted to, you could. You could get head from a different dude every single night forever. You could, you absolutely could. Um, so the next night I did the same thing. Um, this time I like went on the, I like was looking for people and this guy was like, posted like, who wants to dominate a submissive bag? And I was like, uh oh, I do. Uh, um, didn't realize that, but I guess we'll deal with that later. Uh, so I emailed him and I was like, hey, uh, I, I don't want to say the F word, but I'll do it. Um, <laughs> and... He was cool with that, so I like drove up to his house. It was like way up in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and I just drove to his house because I just haven't seen enough movies about how scary the world is. <laughs> he might as well have just been like, meet me at the Axe store. And I would be like, okay, what are the cross streets? I'm coming. Um, so that, so I, got, get to his, I go to his house, and I walk in the door, and it's like this small studio apartment. It's like, it smells gross, and uh, there's a fucking big confederate flag on the wall. 
like that y there was, I swear. I don't have it, there just, there was a big Confederate flag on the wall. Cause he just didn't, hello. He just didn't, um, I don't know. He just, he's just a confused guy who doesn't know what he, what he wants. It's weird that he thinks that there should be slaves and he thinks that there should be my dick in his mouth, but, <laughs> but there it is. That's the truth. Um, so, so I did that. Um, and I like, I don't know, I kind of wanted to leave, but I like was scared of him at that point. Like I didn't want him chasing me out like, let me suck your dick, you faggot. So, <laughs> so I just let it, I just let it happen. Um, I like got in his bed and he like started blowing me and he had this like big old beard, like a Robert E. Lee kind of, you know, and he just, he just, it was gross. And I was just like, God, maybe I am straight. Like gender, like sexuality is complicated, I don't know. Um, and he noticed that I wasn't really into it uh, very astutely, so he was like, um, do you want me to put a ski mask on? And like as casually as like wanted me to put the air conditioning on, like as if, and I was like, yeah, if it's one of the amenities, like sure, let's do it if you're offering. Um, so he did it, um, he put it on, I thought maybe it would make things better, cover up the beard. Um, no. Nope, just felt like I was face-fucking a Muppet. Just a big felt face. Just the new Sesame Street character. Like, hi kids, I'm Donnie the Dungeon Slut. I like to be tortured. Consent is complicated. Um, all right, that's been all for me. Thank you. John Alcabez. Oh, what a good time hanging out with him in the dungeon. I loved your set, John. That was so, so vulnerable. Uh, your next comedian, hopefully he'll be vulnerable and do funny things. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Christopher Aguera! Hey, everybody. How you doing? Love the response. Uh, how, thank you, I think. How about a nice another, how about another round of applause for Pam running this show, huh? She's doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah, so my name is Christopher Aguera. My last name means war in Spanish, which is weird because I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. <laughs> and given enough Viagra, I can make love to every one of you tonight. Except you, sir, you make me nervous. I'm sure you're a nice guy, but let's just say that you have that, I'm gonna leave a red ring on your ass vibe about you, so um, keep your distance. Yeah, I do take Viagra. At first I was reluctant to do so because I read in a magazine article that said that people have died using Viagra. So you might say that it's the only drug that can make a guy stiff in more ways than one. And I also read that it causes blurred vision, which is bad news for men, but good news to ugly women. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ginny. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's why James Brolin married Barbara Streisand. <laughs> that ended well. Uh. <laughs> yeah, now I hear there's a, there's a Viagra pill for women, and I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't there already a substance that triggers a woman's sexual desires? I believe it's called money. 
bit you didn't know tonight was misogyny night, huh? Keeping the theme going. <laughs> Way to connect to your audience. Uh, <laughs> I read this magazine article that said that if you look at internet porn for four hours, you're an addict. Now, I like to consider myself the exception of the rule. The reason why it takes me four hours to look at internet porn is because I still have dial-up. And it takes me three hours to download a one-hour porno clip. And that's how long it takes me to get an erection. So it works out perfectly. Thank you. Yeah. Hey guys, my girlfriend and I have been together for 24 years. 24 years, that's a long ass time. People would ask me, what's the secret of maintaining a strong, fruitful relationship? And I tell them the secret is to not get married. That's right, my girlfriend and I do not believe in marriage. We feel that we don't need a license to prove that we love each other. I mean, isn't it enough that we're having sex? And you hear people talk about banning gay marriage. I think we should ban marriage, period. Let's ban marriage so we can be free to sleep with whoever we want. And I remember saying to my girlfriend, honey, I may not give you a diamond ring, but I'll always give you a pearl necklace. <laughs> yeah, who says romance is dead, huh? Yeah, the sad part is that was my big closer. <laughs> That's my time. My name is Chris Guerra. Thanks for listening. Thank you. get married is if you own a house together because it's all about the tax breaks it has nothing to do with love your next comedian is i love this lady she's amazing she's been breaking it big all over san francisco bam because she's a smart lady and uh she's really really funny so put your hands together and if you don't clap loud enough i'm coming after you with an axe coming after you it's jenny hogan it says okay Let's start with a game that I like to call anorexic or just really sexy. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, go. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Like, do you guys remember when Angelina Jolie like had her breast cut off? It was insane, right? Because of her mom's cancer or something. I was shocked. Like, I had no idea that Angelina Jolie had breasts. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, Kira Knightley. Anyone? Anyone want to take Kira Knightley? Soccer player? Oh no, we're not identifying her. We're labeling her as, as anorexic or just really sexy. But she was the soccer. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mary Kay Nashley. Yeah, that's right. Correct. All right, you guys passed. Good. Um, it's fine. It's totally cool. I can make jokes about eating disorders because my little sister's anorexic. You know, in case anyone was upset <laughs> about these jokes, and uh, people are like, yeah, obviously, like, yeah, it's upsetting to me. You know, like it's hard for me that my little sister's anorexic. Um, because no one wants their little sister to be hotter than them. <laughs> just, just, so my little sister feels passionately, passionately about skinny shaming. Do you guys know what skinny shaming is? It's like fat shaming for people in skinny jeans. Um, but this is like her cause. Like, 
she thinks it's really bad when people make fun of skinny people. I'm like, Claudia, is this really like the cause you want to go down fighting for? Like, is this the one you think society needs to fix? It's the skinny shaming. So she like, okay, skinny shaming is like when you say, um, if like a guy says like, I don't like skinny girls or whatever. And Claudia says that it's bad that like guys feel comfortable saying like, I don't like skinny girls, but you never hear guys say like, I don't like fat girls. I'm like, Claudia, that's because that's implied. <laughs> It's really bad. <laughs> and badly. Um, it's like if you say you don't like skinny girls, that's like if you have a very special like allergy restriction, you know, and you like need a chef to know about it. Like it would be relevant for someone to be aware of this. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. I, um, I, no, it's cool though. I'm, I'm totally qualified to talk about eating disorders. I was bulimic in high school and people are like, that's crazy. That's like, be, that's like the, the lazier anorexic. It's like, if you can't, just do many. <laughs> um, but uh, it can come in handy like if I'm trying to get out of like a blowjob or something because I have like a really sharp gag reflex and just like really any kind of, uh, anytime anything touches it, it just everything comes back up, uh, which I sometimes reveal to guys like maybe a little bit too late. Um, Sorry, Ed. But anyway, people are like, whoa, you and your little sister both had eating disorders? That's crazy. Like, are eating disorders genetic? Like, yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> because being a rich white girl is genetic. <laughs> if you have it, your sister will have it too. It's uh, very stressful. I, um, but I'm learning a thing or two about empathy because I looked in the toilet the other day and there were a few poop driblets. And <laughs> I was like, that's fucked up. Like, flush much, you know? Like, flush the fucking toilet. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't be so mad at this woman who left these poop driblets. Or, man, I don't know who's using the bathrooms these days. Maybe I shouldn't be so mad because they probably really wanted to take a huge dump. You know? And they looked in the toilet after, and they just saw these little poop driblets. Like, they probably had a really rough day. Their boss yelled at them. And all they wanted when they sat down to take a shit was to take a big shit. And they just got these small little poop driblets. Like, how disappointing is that? You know, like, you want to take a big shit and then, like, eat a burrito, and you can't if it was just little poop driblets. <laughs> little joke. My ex-boyfriend's here. He, and he was talking about my stand-up comedy, and he was like, why don't you tell jokes about uh, how you wet the bed? <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I did that in your bed. And then I was like, yeah, I did. No, I did it in my bed when he was there, and then we went to his apartment because I didn't want to deal with my pissed-in bed. And, was, and then we're, like, in the lift on the way to his apartment, and he was like, did you not... This is terrible. Did you not change your underwear? Okay, Jenny Olgood, it's okay, I peed in the bed too. It's called alcoholism, it's not a big deal. Yay, and then yay. Bye, Paula. Everybody listen on uh, Thursday nights to Ask a Divorcee. Thank you so much for coming by tonight. Yay, and bring an entourage. She has an entourage. Jenny Hogan also has an entourage. They're just all covered in pee right now. Uh, your next comedian, you guys, I mean, uh, Phil just walked in the room, but if you want Kevin to go up, you guys can Rosham if you're cool. He's been waiting. He'll go up and then we'll go. Your next comedian, he's a super funny guy. He's like really cute, really blonde, and I love it when he shows up. I don't mean to objectify him or whatever, but I should objectify his comedy. He's a funny man. Put your hands together. It's Kevin Patrick Renner. Thank 
you, thank you. That's still objectification shit, uh, Pam. It just still is. Just like all these young dudes just be like, yeah, look at his wang. Just look at it. It's fucking great. That goddamn horn. You know there's something called the light, right? It doesn't have to be a sound thing. It's not like we're in a radio studio or whatever. Can you imagine? It's all right. Uh, A homeless man came up to me the other day and said, I have Republican face, uh, which shit, I just got got, everybody. I got got. Like, I'd have to quit comedy and be like, oh, you look like a bisexual Romney. Just be like, Dad, quit calling Dylan my roommate, all right? We're husbands. Just thinking about that. Just trying to write roast jokes for my own self. Just thinking about a couple. Just be like, I look like, I look like a, a hentai Legolas. Uh, I look like the actor that is going to play Brock Turner in a Lifetime movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> too true. <laughs> I look like Jason born again Christian. Like that's, it's not, it's not great. I did. I did though. I did grow up very conservative and uh, it's, a, it's a very strange thing to do that because uh, even in high school I was kind of, uh, I identified as a conservative and somebody came up, uh, we were learning about Ronald Reagan and some dude stood up and he says, Ronald Reagan invented AIDS and crack to destroy the black community. And as the son of a Republican, as the son of a Republican, I had to stand up and say something. And I said, Ronald Reagan didn't invent AIDS to destroy the black community. Ronald Reagan invented AIDS to destroy the gay and black community. (laughs) Say what you will about Republicans, their bigotry is efficient. It's like killing two birds with a pharmaceutical industrial complex. I did though. I found out, uh, what is it? I, uh, for my 11th birthday, I got a camouflage shotgun and a subscription to the NRA, which is basically just a white people quinceanera. But I think actually a white people quinceanera is just a super sweet 16 where someone's just like, buy me Instagram, all right? I don't want ugly people on Instagram. Get it out of here. I did though. I was thinking about it, like I have 17 different American flags memorabilia in my childhood home, and I found out that, I was like, that's too many American flags. Like if one person has a Confederate flag in their room, you're just like, hey, maybe he likes the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> if you have 17 different Confederate flags, it's just like, oh no, that's not a good idea. Don't do that, don't hang out with that guy. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, one of them is uh, one of those new Budweiser America cans. You see that? The rebranding of Budweiser America. And I feel like that is the most American thing of all time. Because can you imagine someone from like a foreign land or a refugee coming to America, uh, opening up their first can of America, taking a sip and just be like, it's still kind of shitty. It's still a little shitty. All right, guys, it's been my time. Thank you very much. America tastes a little bit like poo. Yay, Kevin Patrick Renner. Yay, yay. All right. Uh, your next comedian is another lovely young man. He produces a bunch of shows all around the Bay Area. You guys are going to love him. Clap your hands wildly for Phil Gillies. Yay. 
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just came from a laundromat and there was a sign talking about refunds that said, please fill out a refund card and leave as directed. And I thought, wow, that's a little excessive. Like, do refunds really make this person that angry? Like, I understand if, you know, like, I understand no owner wants to give out a refund because it's like a loss of money, but like, if the machine's not working and I want my money back, like, why do I have to leave? What did I do to deserve that? You know, like, I was just going to take the refund and try a different machine anyways, but all right, I guess. Um, I just got, it was, I got paid today though, so that was cool. Did anyone else get paid today? Payday? Friday? No, it's okay. I feel your pain because I don't have anything left and I barely got paid like six hours ago. Uh... I don't like when I go to the bank to deposit my check and the bank teller tells me, thank you, Mr. Gillis, the funds will be available in three days. And I'm like, hey, that's great. That defeats the purpose of me making the deposit today. If I would have known that piece of information, I would have came here three days from now and made the deposit then. You're supposed to be keeping my money safe, not holding it hostage. And then she has the audacity to ask, I noticed that you don't have any credit. Have you ever thought about opening a line with us? And I look at her and think, like, did you not just see the negative balance that that check just covered? Like, Capital One asks, what's in your wallet? Nothing, most of the time. Or maybe I'd consider it. Starting off really hot. This is sweet. Um, I live in an RV because that's like the cheapest way to live in the Bay Area besides being homeless. Uh, the only difference between me and a homeless man is that the box that I live in is made out of metal. Uh, my leases are only two to four hours long depending on where I'm parked. But people hate parking fees, but I see them as affordable rent. It sucks to get evicted in the middle of the night by the street sweeper. That guy is a douchebag and he doesn't really do that good of a job. Uh, if you've looked at any San Francisco gutter, you'll know that he sucks at his job. But the upside is that on holidays, weekends, and weekdays after six, I live rent free. So you can't really beat that. Anyways, that's all I have for you. I'm gonna stop bumming you out. My name is Phil Gillis. You guys have a good night. the happy hour your next comedian has named her tumors in the past and uh, we love her every time she shows up here she's a hilarious lady you guys are gonna love her put your hands together it's rachel raphael i want to use all of them at the same time just do I just I just put two like right by my and there's no you can actually you know what maybe this side because there's no ovary on this side maybe maybe it's just like if you like put your like ear up to a shell and sometimes you hear the ocean maybe it's like that um uh so uh just cried at work today how's how are you guys doing yeah I I don't like cry a lot um it, however, so I cried a little bit, and then, like, I'm like, this is not okay. I'm crying, 
but I usually just get angry. But then I'm like, no, they need to know what they did to me. Um, and so I'm like, oh my God, this might be the one time like I would actually want to wear makeup because if I was wearing mascara and then I cried, you would know. And you would know it wasn't okay. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Uh, but that's all right because I've been watching John essentially eat his burrito and it's very comforting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you feel better now? Because you look like you're feeling very good. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, Pam is awesome. And one of the first times, uh, I well, one of the like third or fourth times I did a mutiny open mic, I got drunk afterwards and then said, hey, Pam, I wrote a joke for you. Um, there was no like conver- there was no like like con- like conversational foreplay before that that would show me that that was okay to do. I just did it, and then she said okay. And I said cats, 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 whiskey, feminism, cats. And to be fair, I think she I think it's a good joke. Yeah. However, Pam was really drunk like like two weeks ago, and she did the same thing to me, but she doesn't remember at all <laughs> because. Um, I used to have tumors. Now I just have, you know, the sound of the ocean on one side of my, you know, one side of my uterus. And my tumorversary is coming up. And in case I would forget the date where, you know, they're like, hey, we're going to cut open your stomach and see what happens. Um, I got like an umbilical hernia, you know, to remember the whole thing by. And I was telling Pam this. And then she just says, and I show it to her because I'm gross. And then she just says, okay, let's say your stomach is a slab of bacon. And I don't know, and that was it. I don't know what else is going on. I don't know the end of the joke. No one knows, I'm like, I, like, is the end? Let's say your stomach was a slab of bacon with an umbilical hernia. I don't know what happens afterwards. Um, but now I have a book to read about hernias so I can, like, have less. And I'm going to be so upset if it doesn't say, let's say your stomach is a slab of bacon. And it's like, it's like, well, if my stomach was a slab of bacon, it would be delicious because I've eaten a lot of bacon. So it'd be like bacon times bacon times missing ovaries. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I named my tumors, but my boob, my, the names of my boobs are really, that's really what, that's really what um, remembers people, remembers pe- what people remember. Um, yeah. No, you're wrong. Usually, I did, good, good job, Wilda. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and so uh, I think I'm doing sports bras wrong just in general because the last time I wore a sports bra for sports was at best three years ago. And the last time I wore it just because I didn't want to wear a regular bra was right now. And, like, I don't know if men can always tell. And I want to be like, okay, you look for, like, a dip in the middle. Now, this one has a little gathering in the middle, so it's not as bad. But other ones, Ginny knows what I'm talking about. You know, if, like, the dip. No, just because you're a girl, not because of your boobs. Okay. Well, we'll do a whole demonstration later. (laughs) But no one else can watch. Um, But anyway, and then I'm like... Well, because cause I'm like, maybe men aren't even looking at my boobs. Because here's the thing. What I know about men tells me they are looking at my boobs, but what I know about my self-esteem says they are not. <laughs> um, I think that's my time. Hey! We yes, know one of my boobs is a Polish dominatrix named Svetlana. Yeah, yay, Rachel Raphael! Her boobs are named and it's rad. Yay, yay! We're in the middle of a female rock block right now. I'm super excited. 
your next comedian is here. She did all the tasks. She's a super funny lady. Uh, she has really pretty blonde hair. And is it real? It's real, isn't it? It's fucking real. I know. I could tell from like seeing you that that is actual blonde hair. I've always dreamed about it. Uh, sometimes I dye mine red. She is a lovely lady, and that and and I don't mean to be misogynistic. It has nothing to do with how pretty she is. She's a very funny lady as well. Put your hands together. It's Sarah Whitmore. So there's a teeny bit of it's all real hair. There's this teeny bit of you know. There's a little. It's a little booster. I'm a kindergarten teacher. That's that's what I want at the parent meeting. I'm a kindergarten teacher, so if you have any questions or if you need to go pee, I want you to raise your quiet candle. That's good. You had like all five of your candles up all ripply. <laughs> like, what do I do with that? I don't know. Um, this is a pretty motley crew, I have to say. It's changing, but it's still, it's always motley. I can feel it. Your burrito is motley. And yep, guess what? They are totally looking at your boobs. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, we're all looking at your boobs. Um, where are you from? Uh, originally Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, where are you from? New York. New York? What? Okay, where are you from? Okay, this is boring. I'm from Oakland. Um, you guys, no, none of you are boring, but I'm from, I was born in Oakland, but we had to leave really, you know, I didn't live there very long. It was the 70s, it was too expensive for my family um, because I'm not bulimic white. <laughs> I'm, a different, I'm a different kind of white. My best friend's mom's like, you guys are broke ass white people. We hate to see you go. Um, but we went, yeah. And um, so I moved, uh, I moved north and um, I noticed, I noticed that I'm not noticing just your boobs, but there are a lot of nice breasts in this room. Not just yours, I'm talking about girl breasts. And when I say breasts, I do mean titties. I don't say titties a lot because I've got breasts at home. Um, I used to have titties. But I raised my kids in Mendocino County, which means that I nursed them until they were 84 months old. Oh, you can do the math. It's a county ordinance. Um, my kids took nursing breaks at soccer practice. You can take nursing breaks there during the SATs. I'm kind of, I worry about nipple drift. I do. It got some fleeting concerns. These were essentially dragged through the sandy bottoms of the Eel River. That's what I'm trying to say. That's a northern, that's a northern river, you from the east. Yeah, so nipple drift kind of, you know, just there's potential for movement. She's like rolling her eyes. She's like, I, I can't even, your tiny little nipples, your adorable, adorable little titties are like in the morning. Oh, good morning. What are you going to do today? Oh, I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to just do whatever you do. I'm be right there by your side. <laughs> and mine are not like that anymore. He's looking away. He's like, I can't look at them. <laughs> it's like, where are they drifting? No, mine, this one wakes up and it's like, hey, I'm going to go run some errands. You want to come with me? And this one's still sleeping, but it's just like, nope. Nope, it doesn't. So, um, so they don't hang out. One's by my clavicle, one's by my kidneys. I just, I just, I'm in my 40s. I can't afford to make a bad impression. Like, she's got a terrible sense of direction. 
I've got an excellent sense of direction. Um, my eyes, though, are kind of following with my nipples. They're getting older than my brain. It's like my eyes are maturing faster than my brain. I can't get my brain to make me buy glasses. I have one pair of reading glasses, which I lose all the time. And this morning, I started even getting a headache. I was reading the news on my phone, so it's the tiny news. And I read The Gap, the clothing like in a little jewelry store, The Gap is making an offering of muted anal earrings. And I'm like, what? Why? Why even say ear if you're talking about anal jewelry? What? Why not like ass ring or like butt bling? What? And then I'm like, wait a minute. And muted? Is this the kind of person who's just like, oh, I just want a pair of like really simple pearls. This person's putting jewelry in their butthole, okay? I don't think muted. Then my head is hurting. I'm like, why do I even have children? This is the world they have to come into. I get my glasses on. Annual earnings. Annual earnings. I'm going to leave. I'm a, <laughs> anal earrings, I know. Okay, I'm gonna leave you, I know, if you're in the, yeah. If, anyway, I'm gonna leave you right there. I'm gonna leave you right, right there drifting with my nipples. That's my time, I'm Sarah Whitmore, thank you. Yay, Sarah Whitmore has anal jewelry or not, cause all the kids have it now, which is weird. Yay, Sarah Whitmore, yay. Your next comedian is a man who I'm sure has perused anal jewelry uh, in many different uh, online incantations. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ed Ant. How is that possibly something that you assume, Pam? How? Words escape me. You know what? Just for that, I'm going to read from a book. Right? Yeah. So you're recording. Hopefully it's something important. My name is Ed. I'm a loner. I spend my days playing video games, smoking as much weed as I can get my hands on, and according to the city and county of San Francisco, I'm looking for work. The only way to know how aggressive an old Asian lady is, is by going to a shopping mart with them. To a supermarket, I'm sorry. You get online, they get on right behind you. You pick up a piece of fruit, they pick up a bigger one. They yell something in Cantonese, and you tell them to stop grabbing your ass. Fun facts about me and my mama. She thinks that I'm circumcised. I don't eat everything that she cooks, because she likes to use whole onions. And this one time, she took a whole hour before telling my father that she forgot to flush the toilet because he was too busy beating my ass because of it. Thank you. I saw a book 
on public speaking on top of a garbage can the other day. I picked it up, I leafed through it, and I learned something valuable. It belonged inside the garbage can. <laughs> Have you ever heard someone talking about a smell and you got a little bit worried that it was you? Maybe you forgot to shower last night. Perhaps you forgot last week's laundry. Who knows? It could just be your socks. Either way, stay away, hobo. <laughs> I always get worried when someone that I thought was smart tells me that they don't like using those automatic hand dryers because they spread bacteria. It really makes me wonder how bad their hand-washing habits are. Anyway, go to my website, where I bring love to the world, at justmeandchicks.com. Go there, download the podcast that I did with Brooke Matherly for free, and buy a hoodie. Chicks.com. What was that? Justmeandchicks.com. Download his free podcast and buy a hoodie. Will someone buy a hoodie? It'd be awesome. Your next comedian, uh, he needs you to buy him a hoodie. <laughs> if you have an extra hoodie, you can just give it to him. He's gonna, it's going to be great. Uh, he used to live in a sandcastle. Now he's traveling around the world like a vagabond. Uh, it's amazing. He's an incredible human being. You guys are going to love his jokes. Put your hands together. It's Will the Beast. I've kind of like stopped doing uh, video appearances. I'm charging for all video appearances. I just can't do them like free. I just can't do it. You know, there's spyware out there. There's just all this shit. Pokemon Go, I mean, you know. Um, Yeah, I have been traveling. Wow, this looks like a lively crowd. Woo! All right, I'll give you that. How you doing? I'm doing great. Where you been to? Went to Portland. Went to uh, Eugene. Went to Cal- uh, Dunsmuir. Anybody been there? Oh my God, so lucky. <laughs> Place is awful. Um, went to Reading. Anybody been there? You been there? What'd you, what'd you think? I loved it. Beautiful. Really? What was the best part for you? Like <sighs> tried getting up there. <laughs> Fucking tried for a day and a half. Fires? Nah, nobody'd pick up hitchhikers. Oh, oh. <laughs> you Fucking believe that? Up in Shasta? That's what? Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Like impossible. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't look now, but Uber's ruin it all. Uber's ruining hitchhiking. You didn't know that. But I'm going to start a plan to, uh, well, actually, uh, I should have recorded this. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to start throwing eggs at Uber cars. What do you think? All right, there's some, there's some, there's some pull for this. All right. You're an Uber user? No. Ginny, you're an Uber user. 
You're a power user. What would happen if uh, you were getting in your car or getting into the Uber car and I just ran out in front of the street and just threw an egg and just cracked it and was just like, and then ran off? Would it? I'm, uh, there's no way they're catching me. I, I have been egging for many years now, and I just don't think uh, they'll catch me in San Francisco. Well, they might catch me now because I'm on the radio, but but uh, I'll figure something out. This is only for commercial, or what is it? This is a caveat. Nothing I say is fucking, can be used against me in a court of law. That's all we need to really say. All right, I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> this has been great. Well, duh, beast. Traveling the world and getting tongue-tied all at the same time. He's alive. It's good. Your next comedian. Oh, my goodness. What a tall drink of water this guy is. Uh, he went to Stanford, and uh, everything that he's going to say is going to belie all the money his parents spent on that uh, on that amazing degree. You're gonna love him though. Put your hands together. It's Connor Doherty. I went there because of the financial aid, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I was filling pots with dirt. But yeah. That was my work study job. I worked in a biology lab and I was just, I was the fucking fastest pot dirt dirt pot filler of all fucking time. Uh, I'm not in a gang. If I wasn't a gang, my gang colors would be earth tones. Dirt in, grass out. Whew. What's with the camera? You know, cinema verite is a lie. Have you read that interview with Werner Herzog? You're, you're part of it, whether you like it or not. You can speak. What's going on? A student film? Okay. You should read that interview with uh, Werner Herzog at the Walker Arts Center in Minneapolis. That's why he puts himself in all his movies. Where's Stefan? I need someone who's going to fucking get my Werner Herzog references. <laughs> Never thought I'd say, where's... Eh, whatever. <laughs> Here we are. There was something else. Oh, yeah. So I, uh, let's see. Some people say their body is a temple. <laughs> For film. <laughs> Dogs are barking. Oh, man. This is getting wild. This is like, this is avant-garde. Pizza's fucking throwing chairs at me. This is a student film, so you know it's got to be fucking crazy. They don't have plots or anything like that in student films. You don't need, you don't need that shit. It can be all academic. You should put yourself in the film. Uh, some people, <laughs> some people say their bodies are temples, pristine, sacred. I think my body is more like the site of a cult mass suicide. <laughs> Low maintenance and full of Kool-Aid. I fixed my car recently, so now I just dump out half a gallon of coolant every time I drive because I'm afraid to change. 
I passed the emissions test, though. The guy came in, and he goes, you just fixed the coolant leak. I can smell it. And the fact he's sniffing around makes it even more surprising that I didn't find the body in my trunk. <laughs> just kidding. I don't have a trunk. I drive a wagon. That's how comedy works, misdirection. You think I'm going one way, I go the other. You think I'm going up, I go down. You think I'm going left, I go. Right. You think I'm going right, I go. Left. Right again. See, but that's where you're wrong because comedy is also about exploiting ambiguity in language. Jenny fucked that joke up last time, but she was helping me out this time. Yeah. She knows how comedy works. Did you guys hear that Rudy Giuliani said that no terrorist attacks happened before Barack Obama became president? <laughs> Not the joke yet, Ed Ant. That's just true. Still funny. Still funny. But his whole thing is being the mayor during 9-11, which I think, but he says there were no terrorist attacks, so I think that means that Rudy Giuliani is a 9-11 truther. Jet fuel cannot melt steel beams. All right, well, it's been weird. Someone I got into esoteric film theory, pizza threw a chair at me, Ginny helped me out with a joke that didn't land, and there's no one here. I've been Connor Doherty. Yeah, 9-11 was an inside job. That was Connor Doherty, yeah. Funny, funny stuff. Your next comedian doesn't have a last name because he's too cool for school, but he's been watching and listening to all these comedians. So you better fucking put your hands together because he's been a great audience member for you and he's been putting his hands together the whole time. Put it together for Brian! Hello? I didn't put my last name down? No, you didn't. That's amazing. It's like third grade. Brian T. My name is Brian Thompson. Brian Thompson. I'm a new comedian. I was actually thinking that I should maybe change my name. Something a little, you know, more sexy. Something, you know, more exciting. Brian Thurston. Brian Thurston. <laughs> I, I was thinking something like guy shitting. You know? Guy shitting. And I think it's a sign that I didn't write down a last name. My, unconsciously, I'm being guided to my uh, destiny, the Dharma. Follow the Dharma. I am guy shitting. And uh, I um, went to a Millionaire Mind Seminar. Has anybody ever heard of this thing? Millionaire Mind Seminar? It is uh, similar to like Trump University, I, I, whatever that is. Uh, it's just a shit show of a free three-day seminar. It's like uh, pop psychology mixes with like spiritual capitalism and, uh, um, you know, buy our uh, overpriced uh, education and um, and it's kind of like straight out of like uh, the the old school um, traveling salesman stuff. Like they they put they they take you through some vulnerable process. You'd open up and then they would sell you an education uh, in something that you'd get all excited about. Uh, they throw they throw numbers on the board like. How much do you think this is this education's worth? Twenty thousand dollars, right? And people are like, yeah. And they're like, but today, ten thousand dollars. And then people be running back to the room to sign up. During that time, you're not allowed to leave. 
Um, and so like, I saw someone leaving and the guy on stage was like, if you're going to leave, don't come back. And I was, I was like, man, what if this guy's got to, got to call his mom? What if something's going on with his family? What if he has to go to the bathroom? So, so I, I, I decided that it was time, uh, for me to take a stand. So in solidarity, I got up and walked to the back and he said, the guy on stage was like, if you're going to leave, don't come back. And I was like, all right, all right, I, I want to stay. I want to stay, your rules. I kind of I chickened out. And then I pulled down my pants and just took a shit right there on the floor. And it was the best public shit I ever took. Dude, it really was. You're on your way. <laughs> but here, two things, two things. Guy shitting. Guy shitting. Yes. Uh, that's my name. There's two things, though, that I took from the Millionaire Mind seminar, which was pretty, pretty dope. And I, I'd, I'd like you guys to uh, try, this, try this so you can get a feel for it. Throughout this whole weekend, they would have you turn to a neighbor, give them a high five, and say, you have a millionaire mind. So, so if you'd be so kind, please turn to your neighbor and give them a high five and say, you have a millionaire mind. Try it, try it. Yeah. See, that feels fucking great, right? Yeah. Hey, air five across the way. Oh, you have a millionaire mind. So, exactly. It's, the, it's great. It's good. The other thing I took away was, uh, yes. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. I didn't, I didn't buy anything, thank God. Exactly. It, it, it lifts you up. It lifts us up. Um, the other thing, uh, it takes a little bit longer to explain than I think my time. So maybe, maybe I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll just end with this thing that I was thinking the other day, totally, totally off subject, but you know, life is hard. The streets are hard, but it struck me last night that it's even harder. I think even harder than the streets and just being adult is being an elementary school kid because in elementary school, you got kids that turn to each other on an emotional level. I'm speaking on an emotional level. Because you can just have kids sitting there, and some kid will say to this other kid, some kid like named Zach or something, will turn to a kid named JD and be like, hey, JD, nobody likes you. Nobody likes you, JD. And that's the kind of shit the kids say to each other. And there's just, there's just no emotional uh, preparedness for that in, in the elementary school world. And I just think that's fucked up. And I'm going to come up with some punchlines and get back to you on that one. But for now, this was Guy Shitting, also known as Brian Thompson, also known as Guy Shitting. Thank you. Yay! Brian Thompson, yay! And then yay! Your next comedian. Hey, he's a regular here at the happy hour and all things good at Mutiny Radio. You're going to love him so much. Put your hands together. It's Brady Holt! Yes, this is me. Oh, this is cool. We've got some documentary going on. I, uh, I'm Brady Hold. Hi. I, uh, I live in my car. I got that going for me. It's fun stuff. I can park anywhere I want after dark, but I got to be out before it's light. So I got a bit of a curfew, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of making some money with my car. Not doing Uber. Everyone's doing that. I was thinking of doing Airbnb. 
Uh, yeah, that's right. Airbags and breakfast. Get it? Because it's a car. We'll hit a drive-thru. We'll do breakfast all day. When I was a kid, I, uh, I uh, asked my mom if I could have a race car bed. And uh, she said no. But guess what, mom? I get to sleep in my car every night now. Look who's the real winner coming in first place. <laughs> so, uh... I had sex recently, so <laughs> I wanted to make sure you guys knew I lived in the car, so you'd be even more impressed. <laughs> and then uh, she was 18, so I wanted you to be even more impressed. I met her, uh, oddly enough, like basically through Snapchat, so uh, confirming how awesome Snapchat is, but basically Reddit, because I'm a pervert, you guys. If uh, if you can't guess that by me having sex with an 18-year-old in my car, I'm a huge pervert, in case you don't know it. I even have a whole Reddit account just for porn that, it, like, that I, you know, may message people on. Um, <coughs> you know, when I picked her up, she did say, she was like, you know, because uh, we went for second date, she was like, I had a good time with you, but, you know, there is another guy who, like, I really like going out with around here. And I was like, and she's like, he's got a bit of, bit of a better place than you. I'm like, really? What does he have, like a van or a bus or something? <laughs> so, no, he, had, he had a hotel, huh? <laughs> Damn it. Sometimes you meet some people that, you know, it's just like, man, there's some real hoes out there. Some real sluts that, like, we shouldn't be shaming. We should be appreciating. Because there should be Slut Appreciation Week. Because, like, otherwise, like, everyone else is just, like, a prude or you would have to pay for this. But no, some people are just, like, face, neck, and chest, whatever you want. <laughs> and we sang the cleanup song. Clean up, clean up, everybody, everywhere. It's fun. It's fun stuff. I'm Brady Hold. I live in my car. And uh, it was like a beautiful thing. Because it's like, I'm like, this is probably never going to happen again. But like, it's one of those beautiful moments where it's like it, I don't know. It's like it just, that's life, you know? Did it really happen? I don't know. But I do have pictures to prove it did happen. <laughs> uh, let me let me try this. Uh, a one a joke. I uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I you guys familiar with the autobiography of a yogi Ramdas? Be here now. Anyway, so I went to a cat, a spiritual cat, a guru cat. I asked him for some advice. He said, "Be here, meow." <laughs> All right, there we go. I'm ready. Hold. <laughs> Meow, right meow, right meow, everybody, yeah. We have two more comedians left for you on the happy hour. Then we're going to be moving into Pam Piazza's Comedy Clubhouse from 8 to 10 p.m. It only costs $5, and tonight's theme is the Hell Hat. So it's going to be improv-based comedy. It's going to be a really good time. But right now, you're going to have a great time with your next comedian. Put your hands together. It's Paul Hafferty. <laughs> 
Hi. Uh, that's that's actually Paul Hayfley. Yeah, but it was close though. I have really really fucked up handwriting, so that's that's my fault. So I, I just want to be clear up front. I don't actually have material. I'm just uh, I just want to talk about things that really fucking bother me in life or makes me really confused. Um, so I kind of think my mom might be a bitch. Um, I mean, she did give birth to me, so that was kind of nice for her to do. Sometimes I think that, but the, the other thing is, I wish she would have told me how fucked up of a person she is. I mean, I was talking to her the other day, and she told me that, uh, you know, relationships are hard and all that kind of stuff, because I was bitching. And then she was like, yeah, yeah, you know, for a while there, uh, after I was divorced, I fucking just hated all men for about 12 years. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't remember all that. Except for the times that um, she would pretty much yell at us at dinner because everything was terrible. So. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> okay, sorry. It hits too hard. Um, that's right, that's right. Um, that's, <laughs> that's absolutely right. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's that. What else we got? Oh. Uh, my dad? All right. You, you really want me to? Okay. Uh, so my, so my dad is actually an asshole. I actually like my mom. But um, my dad, uh, we don't speak anymore because he doesn't know what feelings are. You know, so. Uh, hey, it's, how old are you? I'm 30. All right, dude, my dad just told me he loved me, and I'm 44. Really? Yeah. For the first time? For the first time. How'd that feel? I didn't hear it, but I was told it happened. That's the same thing, though. Dude, I, I, Almost. I'm trying to give you hope here. Do you feel loved? Yeah. That day, I all right, but then the next day. I probably wore off in a couple days, but. You know, I think that's worse. I think he should have told you nothing, wait, wait, or the no transference. Point. Our next conversation, he did say it in person. Well, okay. On the phone. Right. But I think it meant more coming from my mother. Right. Because I don't know why. Yeah, it it's true. So. You had your time. I think. Uh, Sorry. I think if uh, my dad just called me up out of the blue today and said, I love you, son, I'd probably say fuck you because, you know, that's kind of an easy thing to do, you know, be like, oh, thanks for like not being there after I was 12, but uh, hey, I love you, you know, yeah, it'd take a little bit of a thing to say, I guess, it'd take a little bit of a thing, but um, anyway, I think I forgave him, um, except for that, you know, little bit of hatred I still have inside, yeah. yeah. So, um, God, I just solved both my parents' problems. I'm glad. I'm glad I did this. There you go. So this might come off as insensitive, but I feel like I'm kind of dense or dumb sometimes. But I just thought, like, if... So trans people, is it, is it somebody who changes their sex, is that transsexual or transgender? I can't remember. Transgender. It's transgender. Um, so if they if they're pre-op and try to suck their own dick, does that make them gay? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but see, I've tried to suck my own dick and I feel like I'm not gay. You're gay. Oh, okay. 
Good. I, I just ask the questions. I let other people answer them. Um, well, good. I feel like I'm one in solidarity with the trans community. Does that mean I'm in the trans community? Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. That's right. But I still want to fuck women, too. I didn't, let's just fuck everybody, you know? Dogs are kind of fuzzy, too. Can I fuck them? This is a beautiful world. All right. All right. The only other thing that bothers me is I feel like uh, my farts used to be kind of cute and nice and, like, you know, kind of cute smelling. But now they've turned weird, you know, which makes me think I have stomach issues because... Now it, it just kind of smells like uh, hot garbage mixed with like uh, like rancid pers perspiration. You know, it's like it's just, just been hanging up in there for like a couple years, and then it just kind of spills out for some reason. And um, but then when it comes out, it feels nice. Now that's not shitting my pants. It's just the smell. That's gay. Yeah, I think so. I don't want to be gay. <laughs> because of that. Okay, that's my time. Thank you. Hey, Paul, happily, hatefully, ambiguously gay. Your last community of the night here on the happy hour here on mutinyradio.fm. Put your hands together for Daniel. I can't read his last name. Yay! Hi, it's uh, Delgado. Hey, is this actually on the radio? Yes. Because I'm a facial comedian. I was like, you know, it's a very expressive comedy. Uh, I um, I used to work for a site that wrote clickbait. Does anyone here know? I'm sure you guys all know what clickbait articles are. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, Facebook where it's like top five celebrities who have dads, and then you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. I used to write for those, and uh, I got fired because mine were too personal. So like, top five reasons why Sarah should call me back, and uh, <laughs> top five, exactly. Uh, top 10 celebrities I would have sex with. Number five will shock those of you who know me. You know, let me go. It's too personal. Uh, I, um, I grew up this mustache, and it's a bad idea because now I look like someone who would accept reward money for runaway slaves. That's how I feel. Uh, yeah, like I feel like I should own a general store at the end of, like, Comanche territory. Yeah. Just to be like, hey, it's the last time you're going to see a civilized man. And that's how I look. I don't know. But I'll stick with it for a little bit, you know. Um, I uh, am very awkward. Um, like, when I say hi to people, it's like um, surrendering in a war zone. I'm like, hi, hey, how's it going? Hi, friendly, over here. Do you want to talk to me? No? Okay, it's cool. Whatever. That joke also needs work. Um, why did I come up here and do it on a radio station for, you know, should be doing wordy comedy, not expressive comedy. I'm not going to continue doing that. Uh, I, um, let's see. Uh, do you mind if I do uh, an impression for you guys? Yay! No, 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 uh, this is my impression of a police officer who falls in love with a suspect. This is my impression of a police officer who falls in love with a suspect. Uh, put out an APB for a tall man with black hair, strong shoulders. Brown eyes. Uh, suspect is dangerous. I repeat, suspect is dangerous, but I think I can change him. <laughs> Thank you. It's my impression of a police officer who falls in love with a suspect. Uh, another impression I'm working on. Uh, this is my impression of a construction worker at a porno. This is my impression of a construction worker at a porno. 
Hey, I'm just here to lay pipe. Ah! You know? It's a union job. Okay. It's my impression of a construction worker at a porno. Um, is, this, is this a clean radio station or can you go a little blue? Or no? Uh, if not, it's not a joke that I really want to say. I just thought of it. I'm like, ah. Okay. Um, I... Um, I don't do drugs anymore, and uh, like I, I was really into ecstasy for the longest time. Thank you. And uh, I quit, and as like a show of good faith, I went to my mom with like a bag of pills, and I was like, "Mom, here you go. Like I'm getting, I'm quitting. You know, I'm getting sober." And my mom took these, and she was like, "Daniel, I'm gonna take these drugs, and I'm gonna put them in the closet next to your saxophone and your karate uniform and everything else. You quit. You never had much drive, son. You know." She was like, just think about it. In two years' time, you could have been a strung-out karate jazz musician. <laughs> and now you're no one. Now you're just a comic. Um, I, uh, I feel pretty good, though. I was walking down the street today, and a woman looked in my direction. Still got it. And uh, thank you. And I stole her purse. Still got that, too, guys. Um, I, uh, what should I? I feel like, well... I don't know. Um, what else did I want to work on? Um, I live with two people in a living room, and they're a couple, which is nice because I get to come home to their inside jokes, which is great. Um, but my favorite inside joke that they do is when they have sex when I'm home. It's a great inside joke. Um, it's okay, though, because they put like a dividing curtain, so I can't see them. I can only hear them. And every once in a while, I want to go to bed, so what I'll do is I'll pretend to be a prude ghost. I'll be like, stop it. Boo. You're living in sin. But it doesn't work. They just keep on going. Uh, thank you so much, guys. My name's Daniel. You guys have a good night. Daniel! Hooray! And then yay! Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Joke Workshop. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yay! Yeah. It's every Friday from 6 to 8. We're going to have a quick commercial break here, and we're going to come right back with Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse from 8 to 10 p.m. It's a Hell Hat edition. So we have a bunch of weird things written on pieces of paper, and comedians are going to draw them out of a hat, and we're going to see what the fuck happens. It's going to be a great time. It's five bucks, but you get a free pot treat with it. So yeah, you do. So stick around, and uh, love you guys. Mutiny Radio, Para Vida. Good night. Yay. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Thank you.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe.